welcome to the podcast of Broadway Baptist Church in Lexington, Kentucky, and the preaching of Pastor Daniel Osmond, a biblical church centered on Christ. To stand here again today um, to share his word. Actually, a couple of weeks ago, it's been very, very rough, very tough and difficult, so challenging for my family. Uh, the same day that the revival started on the seat, that was a Wednesday. But before that, two days earlier, that was the seat, yeah, on, that was a Monday. Um, I had a normal routine, you know, colonoscopy exam, which I do yearly. And uh, so I went in that, that, that Monday, I went and did it, and the doctor said he, he went in and he found some polyps, and uh, he decided to take them off. But uh, I don't know what he did in me, and then I went home, and I went to work that, 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 that morning, that Wednesday, but it was terrible. So I was really, 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 really sending out blood. I mean, it's like opening a tap, and it's flowing. I mean, that's how each time I go to the bathroom. That was, it wasn't a joke. And I found myself, I am just losing weight and losing weight, and then I find myself very, very uncomfortable. And I called, I reported, I said, this is how it is. They said, okay, just wait, let's see. Sometimes some people act like that. I said, just wait for one day. And then I realized that it wasn't really, I was, I was not, it wasn't getting better. I called back and then the doctor himself later on called me and asked, and I explained to him. He told me there and there, he said, get up from where you are and rush to the emergency. And then so me and my wife, we left and went to the emergency. They did all those tests and then. There and there, I was hospitalized. Uh, they realized that I have really lost uh, a significant amount of blood. I stayed in the hospital two nights. They went back again and corrected the error that was made. When we left home, came back home, the same day my wife also, we rushed her to the emergency. It was not easy. We stayed the whole night. We, came, we stayed there a couple of hours and they came back. When we came back, our daughter, Victory, also, she was sick. She didn't go to school. So she, she was really sick and she stayed home. And then after victory, next it was Vida. So it's really been a very, very uh, challenging moment for our family. But all I just want to thank you so much for standing with us through prayers. It's really, it was really hard. And uh, thank you so much for calling those who visited and Pastor called, uh, came. And you know, those who have been checking on us, thank you so much. And thank you so much for your prayers. Standing here is just a miracle. I have not really regained my strength to maximum yet. I am still struggling. Uh, the doctor told me he would, it would take like three months before my blood would really rise up to where it was it's supposed to be. So it's, it's hard. If I walk a little bit or do something, I feel like completely exhausted. I feel so tired. Uh, we want to continue to ask for your prayers, please. We want to ask for your prayers. So this evening, I will kind of like preach, like teach or preach because I don't have enough energy. Okay, I want to minimize my energy. Uh, but I want to tell us a very, very interesting story uh, from the book of Second Kings chapter 5. 2 Kings chapter 5, the first five verses, and then we'll skip and go to verse 10 to 14. Second Kings chapter 5, beginning from verse 1 to 4, and then we'll skip and then go to verse 10 to 14. And I chose to title this message this evening, Simple instruction that matters. Simple instruction that matters. Let us pray. 
Mighty everlasting Father, your children are gathered in front of you this evening, empty, void. So that, Lord, you will fill us with what you have for us this evening. Lord, we have come to worship you. We have come to fellowship with you, to fellowship with one another in your presence. And this is a time that we want to hear you speak to us. Lord, I am just an empty vessel that knows nothing. Lord, I make myself this evening as a channel through which you will pass your word to your people. Father, open our hearts so that your word, O God, will have a dwelling. That your word, O God, will challenge us and will transform our lives. It will impact us so that, Father, not only are we going to live better with you, but also that we'll be also able to transform the life of others as well. Holy Spirit, we pray that, God, you will, Father, you will silence any form of distraction this evening. Any kind of hindrance that want to act to hinder your word from ministering to your people this evening, Father, we pray that you will take it away. And that, Holy Spirit, may you flood this house with your presence this evening as we meditate on your word. We need you to interpret the word to us and to be meaningful unto us this evening, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So, our topic again is simple instruction that matters. Now, I'm going to read our text this evening. Naaman, commander of the army for the king of Aram, was a man important to his master and highly regarded because through him, the Lord had given victory to Aram. The man was a valiant warrior, but he had a skin disease. Aram had gone to raids and brought back from the land of Israel a young girl who served Naaman's wife. She said to her mistress, If only my master was, were, with, were with the prophet who is in Samaria, he will cure him of his skin disease. Naaman went and told his master what the girl from the land of Israel had said. We go now to verse 10. Then Elisha sent him a messenger who said, Go wash seven times in the Jordan, and your skin will be restored, and you will be clean. But Naaman got angry and left, saying, I was telling myself, he will surely come out, stand and call on the name of the Lord his God, and wave his hand over the place and cure the skin disease. Aren't Ebana and, pa and uh, Fapa, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel? Couldn't I wish... Couldn't I wash in them and be clean? So he turned and left in a rage. Verse 13. But his servants approached and said to him, My father, if the prophet had told you to do some great thing, would you not have done it? How much more should you do it when he only tells you, wash and be clean? So Naaman went down and dipped himself in the Jordan seven times according to the command of the man of God. The skin, then his skin was restored and became like the skin of a small boy, and he was clean. Amen? You know, listening to this story of Naaman, I quickly look at us Christians today. We have big egos. We have certain terms that we set that if we must listen to somebody to preach the word of God to us or to say something to preach the word of God to us, we give our own qualifications and maybe the channel that the things has to be delivered to us. 
So saying, we despise other people. We despise other channels when, when God speaks to us. We despise other methods because we don't qualify. The people who are actually speaking, we don't really look at them to, be, to, to qualify enough, let alone to tell us what to do. Now, let's look at Naaman. Who was Naaman? The first two verses actually describe who this guy was. The Bible says that Naaman, commander of the army for the king of Aram. So, he was kind of like the right-hand man of the king. He was a commander-in-chief who was the right-hand man of the king. So much so that he enjoyed that kingship privilege by being around the king all the time. He, on, he enjoyed that that, that fame, he enjoyed that, that, that confidence, he enjoyed that favor from the king. And because of this now, Naaman tend to, what we call today, have a big head. He tend to have a big, it's just normal, it's human. Imagine you just being a close associate, or you're working close with the president of the United States. Imagine that you be his right-hand man, right? You, everywhere he goes, you must be there, and he gives you others to do things Humanly speaking, it will give you a big head, right? Because why? Because you are closest to the president. So you feel that because you are closest to that president, then you have some favor. You, the people look at you like they, as they are looking at the president because next to the president is you. You are the right-hand man. So this, this was not far also from the attitude of Nehemiah. So he was the commander-in-chief of the king Aram. Now listen, let's go further. So he was a man important of his master and highly regarded because through him the Lord had given victory to Aram. The man was a valiant warrior, but he had a skin disease. So Naaman, he was a good soldier per se. He was really good. And because of his attachment to the king, because of his closeness to the king, because of his, 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 his strength and because of his, uh, his wisdom, you know, he gained favor from the king. He was a good warrior. He was a good fighter. And that made him now to come closest to the king. But the Bible says that even though Naaman was so close to the king, even though Naaman was this good professional soldier, he was a captain, he was a commander, even though he was really put high, placed high, at high level by the, by the king, Naaman suffered one thing. He had a skin disease. He has a defect. He did not have it all. Naaman had a, a problem. Then let's go further and see what the next verse says. Aram. Now we see here that Aram, verse, verse, verse 2 says that Aram had gone on rich and brought back from the land of Israel a young girl who served Naaman's wife. So the king himself was a warrior, he was a fighter. So he had gone one time to, for this raid and he kidnapped this little girl. Here the scripture does not tell us the name of this girl. Okay, he went, we are only told that he went and kidnapped this young girl. And when he brought back this young girl, he handed this girl over to Naaman. He said, okay, take this little girl and let, let, him, let her be a maid to, to, to your wife. Now that tells you how close Naaman was with the king. You know, that tells you, that tells you how close they were and how they had good relationship. Now for the king to go on, on for a war and then, and then we'll capture, bring one, one captive and come and hand it over to Naaman and say, let this little girl be looking after your, after your wife. Then that tells you that Naaman actually had a wonderful, wonderful relationship with, with the king of Damascus. He had a wonderful relationship with him. Now let's see what happened here. Listen, this little girl, which we don't know her name, we don't know the family, this is what happened. And verse, verse 3 says, 
she said to her mistress, that is to Naaman's wife, if only my master were with the prophet who is in Samaria, he will cure him of his skin disease. There is something about this girl that is so special. Normally, anybody taken captive for war, you'll be disgruntled. Wherever you are, you will be angry. You will not stay in peace. But this girl remained loyal. She was so loyal to this family. She was so loyal to the point where she even had concern of the disease of her master. And that is why she went now and met her mistress. That is a Naaman's wife. I said, I said, if only my master, that is your husband, if only he can go to Samaria, there is somebody there, a prophet. This guy is powerful. This guy is good. If only he can go there, then he will be healed from his skin disease. That tells you that this small little girl also knew about the power of God. This young lady actually was a God-fearing girl. Not only was she God-fearing, but she also have experienced and seen how God has been walking through the prophet Elisha. And that is why she recommended and said, Mama, if only my master, who is your husband, if only. See, if only means that there is something attaching to this that is attached to this instruction. If only. So in order for you to get healed, then you have to go and meet this guy. In order for you to get healed of your disease, you have to lower yourself, you have to put yourself down and move and go and meet this guy. Because the person that is having the key of your healing is in this guy. Is, is, is in this guy. But you are here, you are this big, a commander, but if you must be healed, then Put down your, that your, your, your barracks of commander down. Humble yourself and go and meet this guy. Because this guy, God can use him to heal you. Amen. Amen. You know, we Christians, we have a way of doing our own things. Pride, spiritual pride. We pick and choose who we want God to use us or to speak to us through them. We pick and choose the medium that we want that God should use us. If God were to send a little children, a little child to come and talk to us something we despise. Parents, let's be honest. When our children try to advise us, do we take it seriously? No. We say, sit down, you little child. What do you know? That's the first thing. What do you know? Right? We say that. What do you know? And we look at them like to be childish. But here, see, God is using a small girl who is even has been taken for captive. To be a maid, a house servant, a house girl. And she is telling this guy that if you must heal, then you must go and meet this guy. Humility is one of the things that is one of the fruit of the Spirit, as said in Galatians 5. Humility is very important. If us Christians, we must, we must really excel in our Christianity and Christianity to serve the Lord well, then we must be humble and we're able to. Uh, uh, we must not despise anyone that the Lord might use to minister to us in any way. We must not. Saying this, I don't mean that we should just open and take anything that can. No. Why we test the spirit, right? Why we test the spirit, we should not despise the channel that God can use to bless us. As we move on to verse 4, verse 4 says, So Naaman, so 
So it's like when, when, when this little girl told the mistress and when Naaman, the captain, the commander came, now the wife met him and said, hey, listen, I, this little girl has said something. And so he kind of like told Naaman what the little girl had said because Naaman's actions here tells us that actually he, the message was conveyed unto him. Now listen to verse 4. So Naaman went and told his master what the girl from the land of Israel had said. 